heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. This week, we're showing off Cthulhu Dark, a rules-light microsystem that is being adapted into a full-size game through Kickstarter as we speak. Cthulhu Dark adapts the old West End Games D6 system for investigative cosmic horror. It's the kind of game that you can learn in an evening and introduce to new players right away. It was a great game before there were plans to expand it, and I can't wait to see where it goes. This week on the OneShot Twitch stream, we'll have another episode of Warda on Tuesday at 7.30pm. And if you're behind on Warda, don't worry. All of the episodes are archived on our YouTube page, and you can catch up right now. On Wednesday, we'll be playing Unlabeled, the blind beer tasting game at 8pm Central Time, on our board game stream. You'll be able to find all of our Twitch content over at twitch.tv slash oneshotrpg. A huge thank you to all of our new backers who joined up during the first three weeks of our one-shot Patreon drive. I'd like to give a huge congratulations to the lucky fan who won a copy of NPC this week, and that is... The mysterious donor, Turtle S. Thank you so much, Turtle, for your support. I'll bet the drive has a few people wondering if the Patreon is worth it, but do yourself a favor. Don't take my word for it. Listen to backer Tori Hansen explain why she backs One Shot. My name is Tori, and I support the One Shot Patreon because their podcasts keep me company during long hours at the lab bench. Yes, there have been some laughter-related near accidents. So if I kill us all, I blame James and Kat. Thanks, Tori. And remember, listeners, your lives are already in our hands. Why not your money? Before we get to this week's show, I'd like to take a moment to thank some of our other backers as well. Colin James Doyne. Thank you. <laughs> Colin James Dion. Dion. Yeah. Colin James Dion. Thank you. Michelle Locker. Thank you. Michael Ferdy. Thank you. Lucas Mc, uh, Mc, wow. McNamara. Yep. Thank you. Lucas McNamara, thank you. Rich Howard! Rich Howard! What, what, what? We have definitely thanked Rich Howard before. What is with our... James, this method is not infallible. I don't understand why it isn't. <laughs> Alex DeMille, thank you. Lindsay, thank you. William Humphreys, thank you. Raphael Lambert, thank you. Uh, you know what? I'll bet it's people dropping off and coming back on. Redoes their date, maybe? Oh, that's probably it. I mean, it could be it. Raphael Lambert, thank you. Adam Tolson, thank you. Omar Ilias Espinoza Rana Ahmed Khan, thank you. Thank you. I friggin' nailed it! Yeah, you did great. I, I'm i jazzed about that. You did really good, I, I really thought, I was like, oh god, this name is so long, I'm bound to screw it up on one of these, even though they're all pretty easy they're, to they're say. They're easy, but, but it, hey, it was a long name. It was a long name, I made it all the it way through. It was like my mom's name. You did it, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, who definitely vampire, definitely Terry Pratchett vampire. That's not necessarily true. They could. I, well, I can hope, Kat. I can hope. <laughs> Kyle, I can hope that this person will live forever. Kyle, as may may you live forever. Thanks again to all of our backers. Remember, if we can get our Patreon to seventy five hundred a month by our fourth anniversary in August, we'll make the third installment of the Inspector Jackie Feng Shui series our anniversary series. It's already been recorded and it's waiting to be unlocked. And to sweeten the deal, this week we'll be giving away a free one-shot t-shirt to a random listener who tweets hashtag one shot drive along with a the reason they back the network. And with all of that out of the way, let's get to the show. We are adventurers! We are adventurers! 
All right, heroes, let's meet our party for this week. First up, a voice that is definitely familiar to you. That is Mike Migdahl. What's up? Hey, one shot. It's Mike talking louder than <laughs> James probably anticipated. He looked at the levels. Oh. I did have to immediately check the levels as you started introducing <laughs> I'm yourself. Sorry, James. I'm just so happy to be here. Mike, how's it going? How are you feeling? It's going pretty good. I it's going pretty well. I worked ten hours Thank today. You. A huge part of our audience is third grade English teachers, mm-hmm. and they would have been <laughs> furious had you let that lie. The second grade English teachers are my target demographic. Okay, well, mostly third grade teachers, so I hope you bring over some crossover demographic. Cool, I'm going to get those numbers up for you, James. Yes, yeah, so okay, we add those together, that's fifth grade we're at. Basically. We're talking math now, yeah. math teachers as well. Mm-hmm. I hope they're listening as well. Um, James, I'm doing fine. Uh, I worked a long day today Yeah, at the old day job. Yeah, in the old salt mine. I, w- I work in a salt mine, Yeah, and uh, I'm thirsty now because... I mind. Well, I hope you're thirsty for gaming because we are going to be playing Cthulhu Dark today, which is a micro system uh, that has been recommended to us for, I think, like over a year now. People have been talking about this game. Really? Has it been played before on one shot? Not on one shot. This is a one shot premiere uh, that we're doing Cthulhu Dark. I'm very excited about it. Mike, the people want to know who are you going to be playing for us? Um, This week, I'm going to be playing uh, Donnie Moon. Donnie Moon. Donnie Moon, who... And James, stop me if I'm getting too much into the meat of the character. No, I but, think... Uh, yeah, you're you're deep in that meat, deep in his head, so... <laughs> he, uh, he works at a record store as a security mm-hmm. guard with his two roommates. Yeah, okay. Who you may meet soon, and uh, he sort of looks like uh, out-of-shape Guile from Street Fighter. <laughs> um... <laughs> He wears overalls and has a uh, white Kangol beret that he wears over his long, uh, blonde flat top. Yeah, that's right, because we, we should point out that we decided that you guys are going to be playing in 1999. Yeah, right before Y2K. Right, Yeah, right before <laughs> Y2K ravages the nation. Tamagotchis are king. Furbies are king. Pokemon is queen. <laughs> and there's two kings and a queen. In this scenario. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get too deep into 90s lore, I, I think it's time to, to move on to another uh, voice that's familiar to folks uh, because he was just on the One Shot Torg series, and that's Ganon Reedy. Hey, what's happening? Uh, Ganon, thank you so much for joining us. I should point out that uh, all three performers uh, that we're recording with today are roommates in real life you thought i was gonna set you up for a plug but i just exposed the fact that you're all roommates in real life wait james you, you did what yeah oh. oh no now they know we're roommates yep. this is why. gonna be critical this is a big victory for our enemies who have been looking for three separate houses to find us oh boy well, I just tightened that noose a little bit. That's that's good, because I want you to feed off of that nervous energy, because this is a horror game. Ganon, mm. who are you going to be playing for us Today, this Today, I'm playing a fellow named Crumb Yowder. 
He is the manager of this record store. Ooh, uh, guess what? Nobody named this record store. So that task falls to oh. you, Gannon. Ah, oh, the get to name my own record store. Get to name your own record store. Um, let's let's call it uh, Chum Buffet uh, CDs and tapes. Chum Buffet CDs and tapes. <laughs> Boy, what a name! Chum Buffet. I like I like the name. I don't know if you guys were scoffing at it but it's a good name you know the good people of chum buffet which is an actual buffet in toledo ohio are gonna be <laughs> really upset you know it, this is gonna drive their numbers way way up though it's gonna get that good one shot it's true they're gonna come around and that voice that i'm talking to right now that's casey tony hey yes it is casey welcome to one shot thank you thank you this is this is a momentous occasion uh, for me, James. Thank you. I'm I'm really happy to have you on. Uh, the other fact about the three performers that I'm talking to right now is that you are all part of the Neo Scum podcast, mm-hmm. one of the newest podcasts on the One Shot Network. Yes. Uh, Casey, you want to tell the audience, uh, sell them on Neo Scum real quick. Sell them on Neo Scum what, real what quick? Do you, what do you boys do over there? You know, Neo Scum is kind of like a future fantasy comedy podcast where we role play shadow run uh which is a a sweet little game uh set in the cyberpunk future Mm -hmm. but with like fantasy tropes and things uh mixed in yeah sort of like blade runner and D had a baby yeah yeah baby loved dice yeah that william (laughs) gibson just hated just hated that baby no, but yeah, we, we play Shadowrun, but mainly we have a good friggin' time. We try to have goofs aplenty and get real wild and wacky and and I don't know. I'm I don't know about the rest of the people on this podcast right now, but I'm loving it. <laughs> uh, Mike McGall, noted enemy of Neo Scum. He does not like it. Working uh, working from the inside to destroy Neo Scum with Dak Rambo. <laughs> Chaotic neutral. Um Casey, who are you going to be playing for us this week? Uh, I'm going to be playing, uh, oh, Pork Wachowski. Pork Wachowski, he's kind of, you can imagine, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character in <laughs> Boogie Nights. Wow. Uh, and he just, but like in the 90s, <laughs> fucking in flannel or something. Uh, <laughs> he basically works with this. How much should we get into uh a little, a little, just like a little bit salt and pepper, you know. Okay, so bringing out the flavor. Yeah, I don't know how much, how many surprises I want to keep for the audience, but uh, basically, he works at the record store with his uh, his roommates and lifelong friends. That is also owned by his sister's boyfriend. <laughs> which is a I think it's very note. telling. It's a very telling yeah. fact is that it's owned by your sister's boyfriend. Yeah, when people ask him, they're like, "What's your job?" He's like, "Oh, like I work for my sister's boyfriend." Wow, he doesn't even say, okay, okay, very mm, cool. No. <laughs> I, I think this has all been elucidating, uh, or illuminating, I guess I should say. Um, maybe both are correct. Who knows? A fifth grade English teacher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it all circles around, and that's the magic of improv, something that you can learn for only thousands of dollars. <laughs> um, guys, let's get into the game. Yes. Um, so we open on, was it? Was it Bucket of Chum? Chum Bucket? What was the order? Chum Buffet, Chum buffet. CD and Tapes. Records are out. <laughs> no one's ever going to buy records again. No, no, it's gone. We only sell CDs and tapes. The future Wait, are these, is CDs. Are these small circles not records? You, uh, those are not records. 
It's a it's a CD. It's a CD. <laughs> okay. It's a CD. Okay. I've been telling people their records. It's true. I've seen him tell three customers that their records. And they they fought with me pretty violently about I, the fact that they're CDs. And I said, "Don't you ever question me in my sister's <laughs> boyfriend's palace." I forcibly removed them all from the store. <laughs> no fighting. No, no fighting. So yeah, we are we we we, we see like the already uh, wrinkles forming on the head of, of Yowder. <laughs> Uh, you know, young man, they're all young men, uh, you know, pretty recently, like only a couple years out of college, probably, probably in their mid twenties, 25, maybe. I actually, Donnie Moon is 38 years old. 30? <laughs> 38 years young, actually. But, but you were roommates in college. We were roommates in college and it's never too old to get an education. Uh, it's never too old to take that vacation. Don learning used, vacation. Don used to sell us weed in high school, so and I sold him weed in college, <laughs> and I bought weed back from them in college for more money than I sold it to them. Yeah, <laughs> it's a long story. Uh, it's a short story. It's exactly a story I already told. <laughs> okay, I think uh, something that we have introduced here as a play element that I'm already noticing is internal monologues, which yeah. I, you know, I like. I like the idea of you guys just like being able to to run off on those. So feel free to pepper those in because mm. that's clearly how this movie works. But uh, you know, we, we do we do see uh, Crumb in distress over over hearing what happened uh, with this record thing earlier, and we see the Chum Buffet. Uh, around you guys what I, I want each of you to provide one detail of what this cd and tape store looks like there are a bunch of tiny silver records uh in little jewel cases mm-hmm. all over uh, one long wall i like that you chose to do this in character and then there's a uh, <laughs> sorry uh, uh there is a curtained area that says adult cds it's a red velvet curtain cool uh, but nobody guards you trust me there's right. someone who guards you wait guards you <laughs> oh yeah, no they, i they said nobody cart nobody cards oh you. i thought you said nobody guards oh, no, you and i said uh oh, donnie would, moon is guarding you i would never say that donnie you know you're our champion and yeah. angel i will I will put a bullet in the head of anyone who comes in here Mike, looking for trouble. I need I need a uh, well, another detail about the Chum Buffet. In a little corner of this the store, a corner affectionately known as Donnie's Corner, <laughs> there is a framed picture of Donnie standing next to uh, a very busy-looking Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. Uh, because before Donnie worked in this uh, little record store with a heart of gold, uh, <laughs> Donnie briefly was Weird Al Yankovic's bodyguard. He lost that job after getting his ass whooped before Weird Al Yankovic got his ass whooped by Coolio <laughs> for uh, making the song Amish Paradise, which was a parody of Gangster's Paradise for the, the one first grade teacher who has never heard that song before? The, the author, the prior authorization of that is in dispute, apparently. Yeah, it's, it's 1999. Yeah, it's still up in the air. And uh, Gannon, can we get one more detail? Okay, so, so I the so the CDs and tapes themselves mm-hmm. are mostly purchased by the owner who decides what's in there. Okay. Um, 
But on the walls are all the posters of all the groups that that Crumb Yowder is super into, that he's curated himself. Cool. We're talking Guided by Voices. We're talking <laughs> Pussy Galore. Uh, we're talking, which is a very jamming band, not 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 naughty, but naughty. Uh, we're talking uh, friggin' the Jesus Lizard, Mud Honey, all these cool rock groups, mm-hmm. all that he worships uh, obsessively. Awesome. I, I think what this store is, it's an older building, um, but it has like recently done itself over to try and give itself a more modern vibe. That's why the CDs are all plastered around the place. Uh, that's why it's got those nice displays. I think the walls are recently painted. Uh, you can see areas where stickers have been painted over, like a lot of band stickers that have just been painted over um, because the place wants to appear modern, 90s, fresh, preparing for the millennium, as many people will know it, the willennium. Uh, you can find his CDs here. Yeah. Um, uh, James, can I just yes. add one detail? Oh, please do. Uh, there is a fire pole from the second floor to the first floor, and the second floor is where we live. Yeah. <laughs> we take the fire pole to work. It's the best commute in the city of Chicago. Dang, I love that this is an old firehouse that has been converted. That's yeah. very oh, nice. Yeah, it's a firehouse. <laughs> it's definitely a firehouse. It's harder when we have to get back up the pole, but after a long day, you know. But Yeah, there's no other way to get up the pole. Yeah, no, no, firemen have to just climb that pole, and when you can't climb that pole anymore, you can't be a fireman. Oh, there's a staircase yeah, behind so a bookcase you lose that all your we have. Uh, it is known. It is known. We haven't. We have, didn't realize there's a staircase, but it's behind a, a case of records. <laughs> you have to pull the right one. We have never done that. No, no we climb up the pole yeah. every night. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> oh, strong. So, um, you as you guys are having uh, your conversation, there are a lot of people, you know, milling around the store. There's some teens like hanging nice. out, shooting the shit. It's a it's a cool place, man. Yeah. This is a CD and tape store, no longer record store. Record has been like pulled off the old sign that's outside, and like you can still see like the sunspots <laughs> of like where records used to be. So it was like that long initially. It's oh, like yeah. CDs, tapes, and records. Yeah, CDs, tapes, and records. And <laughs> no, it's just, just CDs, tapes, and it's not centered it's, it's, anymore. It just says CDs, tapes. Chum buffet. CDs, tapes. CDs, tapes. But yeah, it's like a cool happening place. I want you guys to like looking around. I, I think actually, uh, Donnie. I want you to roll me an investigation check. And I am going to say this is within human capability and it's related to your profession. So roll two dice. The snake eyes. So, uh, well, that would be a weird looking snake because <laughs> well, those are threes. Th- uh, it's three snakes. Those are two <laughs> threes. So, yeah, I guess, I guess a six-eyed snake. Yeah, Cthulhu. So, uh, basically, in in this game, when you roll dice, uh, you're looking to get a higher roll. The higher the roll is, the more successful you are. And uh, as it goes lower, the more challenging your success is. When you are, like, sort of in the back of the store, like, just talking about what happened, talking about having to escort out people who were fighting your friend over whether CDs were records. um, (laughs) 
You see, uh, one of the teenagers who was like sort of uh, milling about the front of the store, he's got a big hoodie um, looking over the CDs and tapes, and you see the telltale signs of a shoplifter. Oh, boy. As you're looking across the store, you like slowly start making your way towards him, and you two lock eyes as you're halfway through the store, and he starts bolting out the door. Uh, what does it look like as you're pursuing him? As I'm pursuing him, it looks like a blur. It looks <laughs> there, are, there are speed lines going past. I have tunnel vision. All mm-hmm. I see is the runner. And Donnie was actually a shot putter on the track team in college as a 38-year-old. <laughs> and he's a kind of a bigger guy, but he always wanted to be a middle-distance track star Mm -hmm. and there's been a couple scenarios where there have been shoplifters and and donnie's chased them and every single time is a chance to prove his medal and prove that he could have been a a middle distance 400 meter star perfect so this guy goes through the door you know you've got a bell above the door that rings as you are uh chasing him like ring 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 as he goes out and then bam ring 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 as you go out right after him i want to check in with with pork and crumb how, how do you react to this like you've seen this happen before probably pork is comically slurping the last of a 32 ounce dr pepper mm-hmm. uh, from a gas station uh right as it happens sitting there resting uh the cup uh at the top crest of his belly <laughs> <laughs> And Crumb, what does this look like for you? Um, Crumb is like, he's like, oh, geez, this is this uh, again. Like these guys, I know, I know that Donnie is definitely into this because Donnie loves doling out the punishment. Oh yeah, but Crumb is just like, I cannot stand. Like these shoplifters are gonna be the death of me. I gotta go to the owner every single time uh, we 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 lose uh, stock to. To, to, to show how much uh, money we've lost from this. So, like, I care very much that we get this guy. Yeah, so I I, yeah, I think you, you follow in, in Donnie. Like, you're not running uh, the way Donnie runs because, you know, you're, A, not very athletic. B, I feel like Crumb Yowder is the type of person who, like, very self-consciously moves. So it's like a very, it's a speed walk, yeah. a very determined speed walk after it, like, calling, hey, come back here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can uh, I say also that Donnie is not that much faster? <laughs> if anything, uh, one of the reasons why Crumb is just so distraught about having to deal with this again is that Donnie has never caught a shoplifter. <laughs> and every single time he has to go to bat for Donnie and sort of make whoever was a shoplifter appear just like superhumanly fast <laughs> to make up for how Donnie's track record, so to speak track record because he used to be in track nice. uh, very nice. why don't they even remember what else i was gonna say now <laughs> <laughs> i think we get it uh so you uh follow this kid out he's halfway down the block you're breathing hard sweat is beating on your forehead and just before this kid is about to round the corner uh coming the other way is very tall uh pale thin-looking man, probably in his mid-30s. He's got long, stringy black hair, and he's very jittery. Uh, He's carrying a milk crate. This kid 
runs straight into this guy. Um, the guy's milk crate goes flying, and you can see records spill across the sidewalk. Oh. Uh, the kid hits the ground. He like is sort of trying to get you know these records away from him. Uh, the tapes that he that he had stuffed into his jacket spill out onto the street. Uh, just in time for Donnie to arrive. Uh, the kid looks at the tapes, looks at Donnie, does quick math, uh, and just cuts his losses and runs away down the street just as Donnie arrives. Donnie picks up one of the tapes and says, he gets knocked down and he gets up again, and it's Chumbawamba. Crumb, <laughs> <laughs> I think you're not too far behind. Yeah. Okay, so I, I come up. Okay, you get him? He got knocked down, but he got up again. He Chum- says again. Chumbawamba. And he holds up the Chumbawamba tape. Yeah. I said, you know that those guys are like an anarcho-punk group? What? Yeah, like an anarcho-punk group, super anti-capitalist, but um, they got a hit. I thought they just made frat rock. That's the funny thing. You think they're frat rock, but it's actually that song's about capitalism, and that's true. That guy got away. <laughs> Jesus um, you see the guy on the street, like, uh, fumbling through these records and, like, stuffing them back in the crate. Uh, so were those your records or were those the records from the hooded shop lifter? That, those, that's not our records. We don't sell records. Buddy, you cannot sell those right. here. No, what? Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. You, you, you have to, you, you have to buy these. You have to buy these. Please. We do not buy records. That that stuff is played. It's old. Uh, there's just no market for records anymore, and they just don't sound good. Uh, he has a very desperate and hunted look in his eyes. He he's you know got these records uh, in front of him, uh, and he you know moves to just grab you by the shirt. He's not a big dude. He, he's you know not Donnie Moon. He's mm-hmm. like kind of thin and 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 wayfish, uh, but he's tall and bony. And his eyes are bloodshot, and he looks really out of it. It's incredibly intimidating as he says to you, I need this. Buy these from me. Um, okay, how many records you got? I don't, I don't know, a, a dozen, whatever. I'll, t- I'll take anything for him. I just need them off my hands. Uh, give you five bucks. He sighs, thinks about it for a second. Sure, fine. Good. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, sure. Give him a fiver. Yeah, cool, man. What? And he, like, sort of, uh, like, kicks the crate over to you and, like, walks down the street. He's walking just as, like, a do not walk he is, like, starting to appear. Yeah, he, like, kick, he, like, sli- kick slides it over to you. Across. That was rude. It is very rude. And the light changes, like, as he's walking. Cars start moving and honking at him as he's, like, you know, Dodging his way around the cars and disappears. I did into not the city. did not like the vibe on that guy. I was just throwing him some money so he would not get into the store. That guy looked like a taller Jarvis Cocker from Pulp. Yeah, you know he did look like Jarvis Cooper. Did definitely have kind of Brit, Brit pop posh thing going for him. A scarier Brit pop posh thing. But hey, look the uh, that shoplifter dropped his stuff. Score one for Donnie. Donnie, this is great. Now I can go to. Braff Crimpleton, owner of Chum, Chum, Chum Buffet CD, CD tapes. tapes. Go to the name I just said. What? Cruff Br- Braff Crimpleton. Braff, Braff Crimpleton. Crimpleton. Graf, Braff Crimpleton. 
Yeah, I can tell. Congratulations, your first shoplifter. That I caught successfully. You caught successfully. Let's just say I whooped his butt, too, if you want to add that in there. Sure. I mean, yeah, we can we can say that you... Yeah. He pulled a knife on me. Pulled a knife on you. <laughs> you busted him in the eye. I disarmed him just like Morpheus did in the movie we just watched, which, by the way, can't stop thinking about. Literally the greatest movie I've ever seen. You walk into the record store as you're talking. Pork, we were just reliving uh, uh, how Morpheus and Neo fought in, in The Matrix. And he said, I know Kung Fu. Because oh. guess what? I whooped that shoplifter's ass. Whoa, dude, that's so cool, man. Hey, uh, it was kind of like the lobby scene from The Matrix in here. Because three more of those guys came in and stole more CDs oh, and God tapes. Damn it. Why did, <laughs> they were did really you do fat. anything? Did you do anything? Huh? Pork! Stop, stop drinking that big gulp. We're asking you a question. Pork, that big gulp has been empty for two hours. You're just sucking at the ice, melted ice. I can't afford another one. I haven't got my paycheck. Speaking of melted ice, global warming is fake. Uh, <laughs> as he says that, Crumb puts this uh, milk crate full of records down on the counter. Um... And just, like, looks at him for yeah. a second. Okay. Um, are they bands I recognize? You know, there are uh, some bands that you recognize. Because, like, you you guys buy used CDs, mm-hmm. used tapes. And you used to buy used records all the right. time. So, like, there are some things in here that are your standards. Yeah. But there's also, it's kind of an eclectic collection. It's some weird stuff in here. There are old 60s, 70s era self-help records on here. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a few that are just straight up unlabeled. Um, mm-hmm. And one of them in particular piques your attention. It is a black cardboard record sleeve that looks like it has been taped shut. Uh, there's just duct tape like swirled up around it. Um, the sleeve itself like looks to be in pretty good condition apart from the tape on it. But yeah, it uh, sort of calls out to you from oh. from all this stuff. Like you're you're flipping through, flipping through, flipping through. Like unlabeled. This is weird. This might actually be worth something. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And then this one with the tape. Well, I definitely want to see, take a look at the quality of the record inside to see if there's like a label on it. Do you need need to borrow my... um... Do you have your switchblade? Yeah, I mean, you could use my switchblade, but I did buy a katana. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And it doesn't get much use. So you could use a switchblade or the katana. Oh, can I have the switchblade, please? (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Putting the katana back behind the <laughs> counter. Yeah, yeah, you you can use it. This is just sort of like how Trinity. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. Okay. So I take the knife and I and I cut off the tape mm-hmm. and I and I reach inside and I pull out the record and the tape. Like as you cut open the tape, you notice that it peels away pretty easily from this record sleeve, mm. which is. Kind of interesting, because um, you're like, oh, wow, I guess it was sh- shitty duct tape or whatever. It, yeah. it lost its stick. Um, but like when you when you pull it off, it's sticking to your fingers, and it feels like fresh tape. Okay. Um, but the sleeve itself is like undamaged. Uh, weird, huh? <laughs> um, Pork. These guys are not, don't not seem interested in this fascinating record. Inside 
this sleeve is you know that tissue paper protection case yeah. that they have around records mm-hmm. it is unspoiled scarlet uh it is like deep deep red but it doesn't have like any marking on it there are no liner notes or anything for it no label of any kind wow this seems pretty i'm just sort of like talking out loud to these guys because i i i will frequently talk about music and stuff that i'm very into and they just never seem to connect (gasps) you this is like pretty elaborate for a for a very nondescript sort of i've never seen a sleeve this color or this texture before this is this is pretty this is pretty interesting yeah that's a big cd yeah, what's going on? Uh, <laughs> Donnie and Pork have linked their Digimon bricks, <laughs> and we're having a Digimon battle in the background. 1999. 1999, <laughs> people. Year Wait, of dreams. What's that? It's just like, look at the, this sleeve. This 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 sleeve is just like, it looks like someone put in a lot of work just to make a sleeve on a record What's that th- is completely nondescript. It doesn't say the band on it. No, it doesn't or... say the band, doesn't say the label, there's no there's no UPC, there's there's it's just uh I don't know. I I I, I reach inside to take out the record itself, see what it looks and like. You pull out a beautiful unspoiled vinyl disc. Uh you know photography shoots when they take pictures of records, make them look glorious and detailed and mm-hmm. shining and glimmering. This record looks like the Ur record. When you picture a record in your mind, it's this. Mm-hmm. It's just beautiful and perfect. And like as you hold it up to look at it and you see it against the store, uh there's something about it that just uh calls to you like uh, pulls your attention immediately in it's like when you're looking at this the rest of the world doesn't matter all that's ever mattered is what you're holding in your hands right now this is a beautiful piece of treasure that's kind of like us with digimon yeah digimon is going to be around forever digital monsters digimon are the champions hey do you guys think you can just watch the store for a little bit i'm gonna go to the back room and uh yeah i'm just gonna just check this out might be worth something i thought we don't sell records anymore we don't but i mean we have the product i mean we don't want to you don't want to take in a deficit i mean if we can move it we can move it and maybe it's worth something you know we we got the milk crate we'll just sell out of the milk crate don't worry about it I'm the brains. I'm the manager. I'm the muscle. I'm the security guard. And I helped. Uh, So we see Crumb disappear into the back room for a bit. And we're sticking around with Danny and Pork. Donnie, excuse you. Oh, sorry. You sound like my stepdad. (laughs) Danny, get over here. It's Donnie. (laughs) You're not my real dad. Um, we're, we're, we're hanging out with Donnie and Pork. Uh, you're looking through like sort of idly while Pork is making his decisions for, uh, this Digimon battle. Uh, cause like you feel like you've outmaneuvered him like chess. You try to explain to him that Diz- Digimon is like chess every time. <laughs> Digimon is an older man's game. Yeah. It's an older man's game. Uh, and, uh, you like, while you're watching your plan sort of like fall into place and he's uh, really working out what button he's going to push next, uh, you sort of like idly look through some of the other records and there are actually some tapes uh, that are nestled sort of in the back 
of this place. Uh, they are blank tapes that you would buy, you know, to record uh, your own things onto. And uh, it says, uh, they just say notes uh, and they're numbered. And you see some of the other records, uh, they're like white records that just have like Sharpie written on them uh, that say some really weird stuff that that's like sounds of death. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Can we say that the CD of uh, Cranberries, the, the Cranberries, whatever CD has zombie, zombie yeah. just ended um, and there's uh, no music playing. So I'm like, hey. Uh, Pork, you think Crumb would be mad if I put this album on? It looks like it says Sounds of Death. It'll probably be mad either way, so might as well. Good point. Yeah. Uh, Donnie puts on the Sounds of Death. Ah! Last second, he sees Notes number three. Yeah. And he goes, oh, I want to put on Notes number three. You put that into the tape deck um, and hit play. We'll get back to you guys in a second. Meanwhile, we have you, uh, we were cutting back, I guess, earlier into zombie. Um, mm-hmm. we, we cut, cut back to crumb Yowder, uh, in the back. Uh, you are looking for a record player in this store where, oh God, what was the owner's name again? It was great. Braff Crumpled, Braff Crimpleton. Crimpleton. Braff, yeah, where Braff has like sworn off, we're done with records, we're not doing records anymore, and he's thrown out most record paraphernalia. But this place used to sell records, you are the manager, so I think it's within human capability and within your profession to find a record player yeah, here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I'm going to need you to make a roll. Uh, that would be two dice that you're rolling. Okay, that was a four. Four. Okay, so uh, you are looking around. Uh, I, I think this place has more storage than average. Um, and uh, because you three are the employees that we've seen, I think rather than trashing or selling most of the stock that you're supposed to get rid of, a lot of the times you just put it in storage totally and there are also a lot of new releases that are the ones that you don't really care about that much or the ones that you actively hate Mm -hmm. and are judgmental of that never really make it to shelves and just sort of chill in storage as well amazing um but you know that behind like some stacks and stacks of these boxes there is an old record player um it takes you a while takes you well past the end of zombie uh, to to figure it out. Actually, you know, I'm going to get... Zombie's just starting up as you mm-hmm. figure it out. Uh, you pull out this record player covered in dust. Cool. Blow it off. Um, and how do, you, how do you set up? How do you prepare for an audio experience? Okay, so this is going to be like one of those record players that's like, it's, it's, it's an all-in-one record player where it's got the speakers in. So you just sort of plug it into the wall, switch it over to phono, and then you, you put it on. Um, I know that the sound quality is going to be greatly reduced. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, one, because I believe what the CD companies tell us, which is that CD quality is the best form of audio technology that yep. has far surpassed mm-hmm. records without, you know, really listening with my own ears, but also because it's, it's, it's in this one shot or thing and like the sound quality is going to be shot. lower for that one shot. What's up? Um, <laughs> So I, I so I take it and I'm very excited to listen to this. I feel so compelled and I just plug it into the wall, flip it up, turn it to phono, um, take 
very carefully place this beautiful Ur record down on, um, and I put the needle on, put it at 33 and a third, hoping that's the speed it's supposed to be at. And you, you pop those headphones on, mm-hmm. and what you hear is a really deep and disorienting sound um, that's like all-encompassing. Have any of you guys ever heard a binaural beat? Yeah, on uh, YouTube, they're like hour-long... Uh, yeah. And if Donnie survives this in 2015, he's going to be addicted to binaural beats and brain waves and just rain compilations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brown noise. Over over YouTube videos of like goo being poured through a grate or something. I don't know. <laughs> goo videos. Yeah. Goo tube. Goo tube. <laughs> goo tube with some binaural beats are his jam uh, or will be if, if, he, if Y2K doesn't just wipe out societies we know happen so you like it's disorienting you actually feel a little dizzy as just this deep noise kind of overwhelms you overtakes you Mm -hmm. uh you stop the record really quick um you know maybe it was the wrong speed i don't know what what, what would crumb think i was like whoa sounded a little bit like eyes and sots or new bowton or however you pronounce the name of that one german group but way creepier and that's saying something Weird, huh? Well, that feels scary to my bones, but I <laughs> do want to listen to it again. I try putting it at 45 to see if maybe that sounds more natural or more right, if I wasn't listening to it right, and I As you play it again. S- switch it up, we're going to cut back to the outside. Just as zombie ends, we go to the tape deck, they place it, place notes three in, and the first thing here is breathing. And sort of like a voice that does not know how far it should be from a microphone. Uh, get a little blown out at first. And like, you know, some of the teens in the shop like look up because like it's a clear transition from music to whatever notes three is. And you recognize the voice of that guy uh, that you moments ago purchased uh, this milk crate from. Fake scary Jarvis Cocker from Pulp. Uh, so this is day three. Um, I'm noticing some of the changes now. Uh, it's a little disorienting. Um, but I can see like, like they said that I could see. Uh, I'm just going to turn this off. Is that Yeah, okay? you shut it, you shut it off. I turn it off and I apologize to, uh, the regular, uh, who's this, this guy in a hemp hoodie yeah. named Conch. Yeah. Who's a surfer who uh, moved to landlocked Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. He surfs the Great Lakes. <laughs> um, sorry about that, Conch. No worries. Cool. Yeah, that was pretty weird. What a day. What the hell was that guy talking uh, about? Uh, I, I don't know, man. Uh, like, that wasn't music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't music. No, uh, like, really, that was, it was like. It's like a guy talking. Do you think we should just put this in the adult CDs section? Oh, in that case, I want to hear more of it. Conch, <laughs> we're going to listen to just a little more. Is that okay? Conch, like, thinks on it for a minute, <laughs> then looks to you, nods. Cool. We all respect Conch. We respect yeah. Conch. Conch buys a lot of product. Mm-hmm. Okay, Conch, thank you. He puts Donnie puts it back in. He presses uh, play again. It skipped a little bit. Yeah. Ah. Uh... I feel like some of the changes are physical. 
Um, oh, it's getting good. Like it's, uh, it's definitely a sexy thing. I oh, think. Yeah. It's not. It's not just my thoughts. It's not just what I'm seeing. Like some drug. It's changing me. Wait for it. I can feel them inside me. Okay, yeah, this is sexy. This is is a sexy one. (laughs) And uh, Pork turns it up. Imagine like the 14-year-old kids just like (laughs) looking at you guys getting super into it. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, well, what are you doing? Oh, I was just waiting to hear if there was any more. Uh, There's there's more if you want to listen to it. Yeah, I haven't pressed stop. Okay, so that note finishes up and it comes back. This is day 10, um, and things are a little bit different here. Um, I feel like I'm on the other side of it, and I feel like I've seen a lot more stuff than I should be seeing, and maybe I should have stopped earlier. Uh, Not that sexy no, anymore. Didn't and I don't out. know if it's like some sort of uncanny valley thing where, where you get deep in, and it just goes deeper and deeper and deeper, and ah, eventually stop, it's going to come up. Stop, yeah. no, I thought it was going to get good again there for no, a No, that, I don't know, I was not into that one. You know what, let's just put Linger back on by the cranberries. <laughs> All right. Yeah, some more cranberries uh, starts going through the store. But Donnie is just sort of thinking about that tape. He can't mm-hmm. really get it out of his head. Yeah. Just about mm-hmm. like how he thought it was a sexy thing, and then it didn't didn't seem like there was any payoff. <laughs> Pork, did you were you gonna say something? I was just gonna say that that was from the guy you, you beat up. Yeah, I promise he was really strong and really badass. Even though that kind of sounded uh, like, kind of sh- shrimpy and weak. No, trust me. This Tall, skinny, pale. He pulled a gun on me. What? He fired two bullets and they <laughs> went over up. my shoulder. And I did a Matrix sort of like, fomp, 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 fomp. Donnie, you're the coolest 38-year-old I know, man. <laughs> Pork, you stay under Donnie's wing. One day you're going to be a junior security guard instead of just guy who helps out. He like goes in for like a couple like fake punches. And Donnie punches him for real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Oh, sorry about no, that. That was fine, man. Are you okay? <laughs> I don't know. Your nose is bleeding yeah. from both nostrils. I can't really see straight. <laughs> grab my hanky. Okay. Donnie grabs his hanky and hands it to Pork. Thanks. Uh, so we, we shift scenes over to the back room. We're just looking at Crumb's face. Uh, what does Crumb look like when going through a transcendent audio experience <laughs> oh nice it's just like okay so like all the hairs on his neck and he has lots of hairs mm-hmm. on his neck and back are all sticking up totally straight there's a cold sweat running down his brow and like one single drop like drops from his eyebrow to the floor but he doesn't even notice it he's just like his eyes are like in the back of his head and he's just like he's moving to the slow groove of uh, this binaural beat then the relative darkness of the back room is sort of disrupted as we see pork and donnie open the door to the back room take a look around and you know they see by the by the outlet in the wall where you've set up uh, the record player, you're sitting there. And they look concerned, like a little confused. And we can see that the blood on Pork's nose is brown and dry. It's been over an hour. Oh, 
Okay, I assume I do not hear these guys coming. You don't hear I them at all. I definitely do like, not. I'm in the zone. Your expression is not changing. You're not blinking. Okay. There's just a little bit of swaying. Uh, hey, hey, Crumb? Crumb. 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 Yeah, Pork gives him, walks up to him, puts his hand on his shoulder, gives a little little couple nudges. Okay. I, when you touch his shoulder, he just go, he just jumps back and he, and he yanks these off and goes, ah! No! <laughs> Crum, you are immediately overwhelmed by dizziness, and you actually throw up. (laughs) No. (laughs) Dude, he totally beefed, dude. (laughs) Donnie throws up, too. (laughs) Oh, no. Don't you throw up, dude. Oh, God. Oh, no, that's really bad, actually. Seriously, Casey. Casey, don't do that. Out of character, don't do that. As roommates, we have a special bond, and Casey, when he does that, it really makes Mike Migdal not feel well. So after really just everybody in the back room vomits and like you're you're out of that cyclical vomit where one person vomiting causes somebody else to vomit, which causes somebody to vomit, like... You've got it out of your systems. Uh, <laughs> Crumb, you are like sort of shaking and, and you feel cold uh, and you're sweaty all over. And you can't remember anything about what just happened. Um, uh, Crumb, you don't look so good. Uh, yeah, dude, freaking beefed, man. And I beefed and then pork porked. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it was the Taco Bell I had for lunch. Did you guys? I mean, we all had that Taco Bell. Taco yeah. Bell. Yeah, yeah. But to be fair, I, ju- I just ate the lettuce from the taco because I'm trying to lose some lbs. I. How long have I been back in this room? I honestly, I you've been back here for an hour. An hour. It yeah. feels like just a second ago I was taking the switchblade and opening up this. The record. That's right. The record. No, yeah, that was an uh, hour ago. And then I turn around, look at the record, and I just and it's there. It's like, you know, whatever light is in this room, the record is catching it. It's just calling out to you through the darkness of this dim, dusty room. Was that a good record, or um, was it garbage? Ah, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Well, uh, me and Pork played about 30 games of Digimon. Yeah. <laughs> We're at 15-15 each if you want to watch a tiebreaker. Did anyone yeah. buy anything while oh, I was out? I actually don't know because I... Were you, you manning the register? No, I mean... Uh, That's you normally do that, Crumb. Yeah, I mean, people were in there and they... We're then not in there. I peek my head out real quick, and Conch is eating a giant pan pizza yeah. all by himself. <laughs> by the register, I feel like. Conch, Conch is the sort of regular who, when nobody's manning the register, sort of mans the register. <laughs> can I also say that it's Conch's birthday today? Uh, yes, you can. It's there's, Conch's birthday There's today. a candle in that pizza. He's cool. Oh, he's cool. I feel like I just got to get back in the zone. Like, this whole thing has got me feeling very weird. I, I just, like, I, I even kind of ignore that these guys were not at the register, and there's probably a whole bunch more stuff stolen. And I just, I just go out, and I put in, and I, I put in, like, one of my feel-good records, uh, which right now is Goo by Sonic Youth. I put that in, 
And yeah. I'm just trying to get back in the zone, just like, everything's cool. Nothing's weird. Nothing's normal. Nothing's Guy, bad. Guys, Crumb, I'm going to grab us some Gatorades from the fridge upstairs. I feel like we all need we all need some electrolytes. Is it fair? Yeah, that's fair. I lost a lot of electrolytes, and Gatorade is amazing. Yeah. It's uh, 1999. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't yeah I, this what? is before the millennium turn where Gatorade sucks. <laughs> Yeah, that's when people now. just drink water with electrolytes. Yeah. Smart water. Yeah, Donnie, do you think you can clean up all that barf? We can't really leave that there. I don't know. I'm kind of a, the security, but I guess I'd be protecting the chum buffet from vomit. <laughs> so when you think about it like that, I think I got some enforcing to do. <laughs> and he grabs a mop. Mm-hmm. And he does a couple... Jiu-jitsu, uh, that's not right. They're not jujitsu moves with a mop. He does a cool swing of the mop uh, into the vomit. Uh, pork is really trying to get up that pole. But he, to be honest, he just porks. <laughs> and he's not feeling great. And he's got to wipe his hands off a couple times. Yeah, he like slides it, like, down yeah. a bunch. Yeah, uh, Donnie eventually takes just one second away from uh, swabbing the deck to push pork up. Give him a little boost. Just what he needed. Just what he needed. 1991? Was that song? No, <laughs> no, no it's the Cars, one. dude. It's, car. it's like 79 or something. That was the 90s of the 70s. <laughs> 1979. Uh, Crumb, as you're sort of like, uh, you know, reestablishing yourself, like getting your faculties back, like you're feeling still a little lightheaded, but definitely not as dizzy. Um and you feel gross, but, like, you're on the other side of it. Yeah, it's like yeah. recovering from a cold. Like, a fever just broke. And you look around this area. You you still see on, on the counter uh, next to this personal pan pizza with a, with a candle in it is uh, this milk crate. Um, and then over by, like, the store's sound system, you can see Notes 3, like, that tape opened and, like, left to the side of... Uh, the player hmm. okay like i yell out to these guys you guys listening to tapes yeah yeah oh yeah it was uh notes three it was one of the tapes that that uh tall freak sold you uh i think it's some sort of porno tape but to be honest it did not do it for me. Pork, <laughs> pork slides down the pole. You guys talking about porno tapes? Yeah, I would, think pork slides down with like some flair. Yeah, because like, you know he does it every day. He's like <laughs> does like a spin move he's, as he goes yeah, down. And he's got like his legs are like extended outwards, yeah. and he's holding with one hand and leaning back with his shoulder. It's yeah. Pork, yeah. where are the Gatorades? <laughs> oh, brother! <laughs> he like starts to scurry back up. But yeah, yeah, we were talking about the. <coughs> Point of tapes. Right back down. <laughs> he has a Gatorade this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely something funky about these records. And I'm not talking about George Clinton. Gannon just took his glasses off to make that funk yeah, joke. This mm-hmm. is essential. And if I. I bit better George Clinton better be right. Um, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, pff, pff, something's funky in here. And it sure ain't. Sly and the Family Stone. Uh, Once oh. again, the glasses came off. Uh, Donnie <laughs> takes off his half moon spectacle glasses that I'm just now saying he's had the whole time, <laughs> and says something's funky in here, and it's not 
43rd president of the United States. No, 42nd president of the United States, Bill Clinton, with his saxophone. And nothing, no response happens. (laughs) It was confusing to a lot of people in the store. Like, Conch was, like, trying to work his way through it. Don't take that from me. Conch got it. By the way, Conch, happy birthday. (laughs) He nods. Yeah. Love Conch. Happy birthday, Conch. Dude, your Dick Dale CDs are coming in soon. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there's something funky in here, that's for sure. <laughs> and it ain't the average white band. Look, Bill Clinton plays saxophone. He plays saxophone. That's we a, all know that's this. Jazz, that's not funk. But the way he plays it is like one of those California raisins that we all love from the last decade. Shit, <laughs> a California raisin. Pork's standing there with his googly eye glasses on springs, just trying to <laughs> just trying to figure out the bit. Uh I'm should we listen to the tape? Man, it's not as sexy as I think you might think it is. I examine the tape. Like, are there any like notes or like any anything on it besides like notes three? It, it says it says notes three. Um, you know, it's in like sort of like uh, messy, hectic uh, handwriting. But you know, there are a lot of tapes that just say notes on them. Hmm. I think this guy's taking audio notes. No, no, that you don't. That doesn't. That doesn't line up. No audio notes. Audio notes. Yeah, you know. Was that a pun? No, 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 not. No, that wasn't a pun. That was just a straight raw observation. It sounds looks like this guy probably has an audio recorder and he's taking audio notes. I've never taken audio notes in my life. Yeah. Oh, I have like an audio diary actually. Um, Every night before I go to sleep, I never told you guys about this. I hear you talking in your room, which is also my room. Mm-hmm. On the top bunk. I thought you were praying. No, that was me recording into the record player my diary notes. And sounds like this guy was doing that. Oh, Is this this guy's diary? If it is, it's not that sexy. Yeah, I, no. Well, to be fair, mine isn't either. Can just one person make a sexy diary for us to listen to? Am I going to have to do it? Pork, maybe that's your calling. Yeah, pork. Get get me a microphone. As the shop is closing up, you guys and Conch get some beers. You get a microphone. Uh, you pop a blank tape into a player, and you have a fun evening recording sexy diary entries uh, for pork. You laugh your asses off. Yeah. You get a little high. You get a lot drunk. It's a great fucking night. Yeah. And you largely forget about the record and the milk crate gets moved into storage with all the other crap in the store and life goes on for you guys as normal well heroes that's it for one shot this week but we'll be back next week with more cthulhu dark if you're looking for more great gaming shows check out modifier modifier is an interview podcast with host megan dordbrock that's changing the game when it comes to changing games designers of every level are invited to discuss what prompted them to hack a game the kind of play experience they seek to create and the types of stories they're hoping to tell 
This week on the One Shot Twitch stream, we'll have another episode of Warda on Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. And on Wednesday, we're playing Unlabeled, the blind beer tasting game at 8 p.m. Central Time. You can find it all at twitch.tv slash oneshotrpg. Remember, heroes, if we can get our Patreon to 7500 a month by our fourth anniversary in August, we'll make the third installment of the Inspector Jackie Feng Shui series our anniversary series. It's already been recorded, and it's waiting to be unlocked. This week, to sweeten the deal, we'll be giving away a free t-shirt to a random listener who tweets hashtag OneShotDrive along with a reason that they back the network. As always, we end one shot with a call to action, and this week I want to talk about protecting disability benefits. During his campaign, Trump made repeated promises to preserve Social Security benefits. Despite these promises, his 2018 budget proposal recommends cutting Social Security disability insurance. That's payments to disabled workers, and he's cutting it by $72 billion over the next 10 years. Trump's administration argues that SSDI budget cuts will address wasteful, fraudulent access to these benefits. However, SSDI applicants must meet a host of eligibility criteria to qualify for benefits. They must have worked a set number of years, have accumulated Social Security credits, and be under the age of 65. SSDI benefits are not overly generous. The U.S. places 30th out of 34 peer countries for this type of benefit, nor are they easy to access. 60% of applicants are denied. Despite these hurdles, nearly 9 million disabled workers are currently receiving benefits, and for 80% of beneficiaries, the SSDI is their sole source of income. There is no excuse for this budget. The only reasons someone could have for suspending this type of program are monstrous. Thankfully, for those 9 million Americans who depend on the SSDI, there's hope. And that hope starts with you. To combat this grossly irresponsible budget, we need you to contact your representatives. Reaching out with a letter or a phone call can make a world of difference on an issue like this. And if you're like me, you feel anxiety about calling strangers on the phone, let alone to voice your political opinions. Thankfully, there's a site that I use called fivecalls.org. I was able to find this issue summary along with the contact information for my representatives and a script to read while I'm on the phone to help me get my point across. Making a call is easy. It only takes a couple minutes out of your day and it can save lives. One Shot is a proud partner in the Chicago Podcast Co-op. If you're an advertiser looking to reach and engage Chicago audience, be sure to contact the co-op about advertising opportunities. And if you're a listener who wants to find a new show, check out Full Disclosure. Full Disclosure features writer and comedian Eric Berry, recording intensely revealing interviews with adult performers, sexologists, comedians, and others in the entertainment industry. As always, a big thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend about the show. You can also leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. If you want to hear more from the show, be sure to follow us on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod. Check out our Tumblr at OneShotPodcast.tumblr.com. Check out our Google Plus community. Or look for news on the site at oneshotpodcast.com.
If you're looking to inquire about advertising rates, live appearances, and commissioning episodes, or you have a question or comment about something you heard on the show, contact us at gamemaster at oneshotpodcast.com. One Shot is a joint production between Peaches and Hot Sauce and Paracosm Press. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with tons of great podcasts, videos, and live shows for you to check out at peachesandhotsauce.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Okay.